previously on my best friend's journal. You're not like giving us a haphazard mustache. Haphazard. It's haphazard? Oh, I've been saying haphazard for 30 years. No, haphazard. Mm, yikes. Yeah, otherwise it'd be haphazard. <laughs> well, this is embarrassing. Do I have to cut this? No. <laughs> You're in Saint Pierre, Mick Michelon, M I Q U. We're about to get real Canadian, y'all. Enjoy. French Canada. Yeah. Okay. So you're in Saint Pierre, Canada. I hooked up with a guy who was a friend that my roommate was potentially obsessively in love with. Oh. And my roommate also happened to be a really good friend. My best friend from college. Spider Man is sexy. Is this a? Is this going to be a recurring character? Um, Spider Man and I have a future together. What's the pterodactyl? Okay, to the best of my ability, it is, you have three dicks involved. I think it looks like a uh, baby pterodactyl might look in its nest, like uh-huh. a flap, bird's Flapping food. its wings, yeah. just mouth open. Yeah, yeah, Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud, how does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest Hola, papi. <laughs> papi. Oh, he says Spanish today. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're looking a little different today. I don't know how to. Um, I don't know how to address you anymore. You look like Coach Steve from Big Mouth. Well, there you go. Just call me Coach Steve. <laughs> you're a 50 year old gym teacher with failing hormones. Ugh. And he's like still a virgin, right? I think so. You actually look like a cute, handsome Coach Steve because this is not a bad look for you. I like the long hair and mustache. Eh, it, the mustache is fun for like a minute. It's a full caterpillar on my lip because it came out of the massive beard I was growing. So it's like a fully realized mustache. We'll see. So you shaved it at my request for last week's Instagram post. Um, but is it something that you might think of keeping around for a little bit? Or is that a hard no for you? Um, It's like a soft no. It's a very 70s look, but it's kind of uh, interesting and handsome. I like it. Thank you so much. It's the sweetest you've ever been to me. And um, the 70s are back, by the way. The 70s are back. I mean, bushes are back. Short shorts are back. Bushes. Tall tube socks are back. I'm into all of it. I'm wearing short shorts right now. I'm wearing the tiniest shorts. I cut these for um, Pride and Palm Springs, and there's nowhere else I can wear them. Like, they are basically a belt, so <laughs> I'm wearing them now. <laughs> I have to tell you, I went on a run the other day uh, through downtown Palm Springs, and I saw the hotel where we got drinks at Pride, and I just almost cried. <laughs> Remember oh. last time we were here in a crowd of people and it was so fun. <laughs> remember places and people and things. I do remember all those things. It was so nice. Once uh. upon a time, once upon a pride, once upon a pride. Um, hi, you also have a mustache, but that's not new. I sure do. I'm, I'm into the mustache. It is my, my look. I even shaved my face and to make it more pronounced. I'm just, I'm into it these days. The shadow, however, looks like you got a little schmutz under your lip, under your bottom lip. It there. looks, looks kind of like I got a click cleaner, to be honest with you, which I absolutely will never um, have. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Please go on are and tell you, us what a click cleaner is. Are you not familiar with that term? No, um, I'm not familiar. <sighs> go uh, on. Some would call it a, uh, what do you call it? Like a soul patch right under your bottom lip, like yeah. centered. Some, um, most. I, I in my head, it's always a click cleaner because that's what my friend Josh, uh, who, to be fair, is from southern Indiana, but he, uh, through college, always had that little soul patch. And uh, in his world, it was called a click cleaner. And so that's what he would call it. Why is it fair that he's from southern Indiana? What about southern Indiana is like? Oh, it's always it's just a little country. The click cleaner capital. <laughs> yeah. Evansville is notoriously the click cleaner capital of the world. Um, so, yeah, that's probably not a very PC term. Uh, it is, however, so ingrained in my mind, I need to probably not say that in mixed company yeah especially as a homosexual good thing we are in this um private private forum here that no one else will hear you say that um hello everyone this is my best friend's journal i'm cam i'm mike this is our podcast about click cleaners and (laughs) stop it you just stop it right now people know what it's about this is episode 46 god damn it it is wow you're angry usually angry at the end of the episode but this is good this means we'll we'll build to joy instead of starting with joy and ending in despair or maybe i'm just gonna 
this is going to be an angry episode. I'm going to scream at you the whole time. I cannot handle that. Okay. <laughs> fragile, <laughs> fragile time in your life. Um, how is life in quarantine? Gonna have to ask that every week for. The I know. I hate that fucking question. Time. Um, it is, it is standard. It is fine. It's been beautiful out. So I'm enjoying the weather, trying to get outside a little bit. I did finally just drive my car for the first time in a month. And I, oh no, hold on to your seat. I miss driving. I shockingly like miss my little road trips. I don't love like, you know, I don't like driving. We've been over this, but I do love kind of the ritual of, uh, giant vat of coffee and like a couple hour long drive listening to whatever and having me time and me space and I can't check my phone like these are all good things for my mind and I haven't had that yeah there's just something very normal about it even if it's a chore it is a normal chore and I really really understand missing any form of normalcy right now yeah so I just kind of drove around for an hour listening to a podcast a podcast our podcast to be specific (laughs) (laughs) yeah that makes sense how how is your quarantine life you did you move again? Where are you this week? <laughs> I'm great, actually, because I didn't move for a whole week. I am recording this in the same place that I recorded last week's episode, which feels really normal and nice and like I've sat still for a minute. I have been able over the past week to really concentrate on my schoolwork and regular work, and that has been so nice, honestly, uh, just to to be overwhelmed by things that have nothing to do with packing boxes and moving. Mm. I mean... School and work are both a little bit busy right now, and for that, I am grateful. Um, It is officially really fucking hot in the desert. It's like 100 degrees. Um, And so I I love it. Like, that kind of oppressive heat just makes things slow down. You know, you go outside, Hmm. and you're like, oh, I have to... I just have to relax and slow down. There's or I'll no have a heart being, attack. Yeah. Or I'll have a heart <laughs> attack. Exactly. Um, so it's all kind of come together to make me feel a little bit calmer than I was the past couple times we recorded. And I am thankful for that. Calmer. Um, but other than calmer. beautiful weather and the first car drive in a month, everything has been pretty much the same. I'm still watching TV. Although I'm, st- I'm still watching TV. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I... I'm so much less engaged in it recently. I don't know if I've seen... I, I feel like I haven't actually watched that much, but nothing feels, like, relevant or interesting. I don't know. Um, I'm not... Have you reached a saturation point of too much just screen content because it's the only thing there is to do? Or I is guess it, so. Like, okay. I'm trying not to. I mean, I'm... Honestly, I, I've kept my life, like, fairly scheduled and normal as far as, like... Say fairly again? <laughs> fair. I said fairly. I know it's fairly. <laughs> Fairly, he walked fairly down the street, like with his wrists bent and like sparkles coming from him, <laughs> little wings. Uh huh. Sorry, I got distracted by your pronunciation. Per use, please continue. Was I haphazard in my delivery of that line? Yeah, but I'm calm about it, so don't worry. Mm. <laughs> I I feel like I've been pretty much watching as much TV as normal and looking at as many screens as normal, but I don't I don't know. Nothing is is quite hitting the mark for me and it just it feels like more of a me problem than a tv problem because i watched goodwill hunting i saw it on hulu and was like i should watch this this is a classic i should see it oh you'd never seen it no i had never seen it i'd seen the first 30 minutes probably 12 times i think just like on tv and in passing oh okay first thought not nearly enough robin williams in that way too much matt damon um and second (laughs) thought i just like didn't care and i felt like something is wrong with me because everybody loves this movie but it felt so like Ugh, I don't I don't give a shit about this guy who like keeps getting thrown opportunity after opportunity that he keeps squandering and I can't help but think that if he wasn't a straight white dude he wouldn't have been given these opportunities but I suppose that's just a commentary on the time in which it was filmed. Okay, a few things about that. First of all, I don't think everyone like I don't think anyone's talking about that movie anymore. People loved it when it came out because it was like these two young upstart like East Coast wonderkins that like wrote the script and started it and got it got <laughs> got their movie made and it was smart at the time, but um I don't think anyone's talking about that anymore because it's not that interesting. You're right. A story written by two straight white dudes told by two straight white dudes about two straight white dudes is not like we have come so far in the kinds of stories that we're telling in cinema and in television that that is so old school. It, it, yeah. it kind of, it doesn't stand the test of time. It is not like you think about movies that are true classics that do stand the test of time. They are, they're always breaking a mold of some sort or telling a new kind of story or telling a story in a new kind of way. This was just a solid movie for the late nineties. Hmm. And it introduced us to two people that became 
like that became, you know, A-list Hollywood actors overnight, which is fascinating. Um, but I completely agree. I would be in no way interested to see that movie having seen it years ago because, first of all, I saw it years ago and I don't remember a damn thing about it except for who's in it. And I don't think that that is relevant to 2019. It was relevant to 1997 or whenever the fuck that came out. Yeah, I just watched it in the wrong era. I mean, I, I do like Matt Damon. I like Ben Affleck. I'm just personally not invested in that specific story. I think it's super fair to not be um, – just to not be enamored with that. Also – I love Matt Damon too, but I don't know that Ben Affleck has really stood the test of time. The most I can say about him is that he has the worst back tattoo I've ever seen. Uh, he has a back tattoo? Oh my God. Have you never seen it? Well, last time we were hanging out, he laid in his back the whole time because he was bottoming. So I <laughs> never got a chance to see it. Oh, he's a lazy bottom. He just lays there. <laughs> just ankles to Jesus. Oh. I'm going to send you a quick photo. Oh boy, it's a big one. It's a big. Oh my god! <laughs> For some reason, I thought maybe he'd have like wings or something, but this is tough. It's like a, it's a giant it's like a, dragon, and it's the color of bruises. It's a lot of colors, and <laughs> he looks like he's been flogged. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's had a rough go of it. However, Matt Damon truly he he stands the test of time. He has Ben Affleck had a rough go of it. I think he's fine. Oh oh yeah. I just mean his career. I don't mean him personally. Even his career. I mean, he got he he did some shit. He's okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, he did some shit, but he ended up being the worst Batman of all time. He did <laughs> Geely, and he ended up with that back tattoo. I mean, it has been not okay. great. The back tattoo is not reflective of, of his career. That's just a bad choice he made. <laughs> if, his, if his back tattoo was, like, of the bat symbol, then I'd say, yes, that back tattoo is part of his career. Um, and unfortunate that he's the worst Batman ever, but also he played Batman. Like, he made a quick coin on that, so I'm not too worried about Ben Affleck. I didn't say he wasn't rich. I just said that he has not had a great career. I can't have a fight with you, Cameron. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fabricating fights for the drama. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, Goodwill Hunting. Eh, yeah, moving, I mean, moving right along. <laughs> have you watched anything worthwhile? Yes, I did. This is actually going to be my gayest moment of the week, so I'm just going to stick this in right here. Gay, gay. I was scrolling through the streaming apps and um, literally gay gasped. I'm not like no hyperbole here. I saw a film on there that I forgot existed and I went (gasps) like, (laughs) like that's, that's very, that's a very gay gasp. Yeah. Michaela and Christian were in the room. They were like, what? They thought something was wrong. Someone had died. Nope. I just realized that notes on a scandal was available for viewing. (laughs) Fag. Yeah. uh, Hello. Um, I <laughs> I hadn't I forgot about this movie and I was obsessed with it when I was younger. Obsessed, which is like weird. I was into weird shit. Like what 17-year-old is watching Kate Blanchett and Judy Dench? I loved like very intense like thriller romance dramas. I get it. Like you that's a specific brand of person who in their youth would be obsessed with those and it's your brand of angst. I guess it was the moment. Gangst. 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 It feels like more gang related than gay related. <laughs> Gangs. <laughs> Gang. Put a lisp on that. <laughs> anyway, I watched this movie. It's only like an hour and a half, which is honestly a treat. Finding a thriller, like a, a drama that is short is so wonderful. It's an easy, easy thing to consume. And it fucking holds up. It's Judy Dench and Kate Blanchett. Like they when you put that gold in there, and what's this what's the guy, the actor? From the guy from uh um Love Actually. Oh, he yeah, had the the foul mouth. Like old Love is all around summer. me. Love is all around. Oh fuck! Wank bugger shitting ass head and hole. Fuck shit! Love is all around me. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, Bill Nye. So anyway, after the gay gasp, I watched it and I insisted that you do the same. Did you follow through on the assignment? You know what I did, and I guess we're combining two segments here because this is your gayest moment, and it's our little bit of education for the week. Because it's not like super gay. It's it, I mean, it is a gay lead and gay icons. Okay, it's not overtly gay in a way that this doesn't feel like a gay film it's not about gayness but it is a it's about an aging lesbian who who falls in love inappropriately with a woman colleague and then that woman colleague kate blanchett is like a um that trope of like the the teacher who falls in love with a young student yeah i had never seen it i knew that it existed i kind of knew what it was about i thought it was specifically about the Judy Dench Kate Blanchett dynamic I didn't realize that the it was like even more so about the Kate Blanchett being that like uh, predatory teacher character it is it's it's a very good movie it is very dark so like the hour and a half length of that is about perfect because I was like this is 
Um, if it were any longer than this, it would be too heavy for too long because there's there's too much. It's like scene after scene after scene. And then this very young looking actor who I'm sure was 18 at the time, but like lucks out and gets to fucking make out with Kate Blanchett in this movie. I was thinking this kid won the fucking lottery and it is hard to watch it was it was tough it, he's a child he's like a little boy a it's very yeah. it's, it is a challenge but the movie is like thrilling i think it must have been really hard i mean i don't know kate blanchett obviously but i would imagine it would be really hard to act so well in that situation because they cast that guy as a very young looking actor um so they cast someone who looks like 16 barely pubescent yeah she is like then tasked with like the, the with acting in a way that makes us believe she actually fell in love with him and then they have these like hot and heavy makeout scenes i'm like this is so hard to watch but you uh, need to watch the reader you must watch the reader it's kate winslet mandatory viewing ah, makes me really uncomfortable because isn't that a world war ii one as well it is it's a lot um it's really it's kate winslet at her best it's very good <gasps> how dare you say at her best okay objectively Titanic is not her best that is her worst acting <laughs> film it's a great film it I, I I think she would agree that it's her worst performance uh whatever I hold it dear that's all I'm saying we no <laughs> <laughs> so anyway notes on a scandal um yeah that was I, I I don't even have that much to say about it I'm pretty sure everything to be said about this movie has been um you know said again and again because it's not new news but it was it's um, worth watching it if was, you haven't seen it yeah much gayer than I thought it was going to be the judy dench asking kate blanchett to close her eyes while she stroked her arms was so uncomfortable yes, it was i wonder how i came across this to begin with or like any of oh you know what i know how i it was a uh, one of my like favorite pastimes in high school i would go with hannah my best friend in high school to video stores to literal like blockbuster and walk uh-huh. up and down the aisles the way you would scroll through netflix now and it was such oh, yeah. a treat and and what was amazing about that is that when you committed, you rented a movie and brought it home, you're watching the movie. It's not like Netflix where you might watch five minutes and stop. Like it is Yeah. It was such a joy that is lost in, in our in our youth. No one no wow. generations won't enjoy, enjoy that anymore. I haven't really considered that, but the the excitement of going to a blockbuster on a Friday night and agreeing with everyone in your party, your mm-hmm. group of friends or your family or whoever, on what movie you're going to bring home, and maybe you would get some of that blockbuster popcorn and maybe like a, some candy or oh, something. Oh yeah, it was all very exciting. But like my very favorite nights were going to blockbuster and then you would order pizza and you know then have delivery Papa John's and blockbuster. I mean the dream of every 1998 year old's kids <laughs> the the original netflix and chill 1998 year olds what <laughs> <laughs> the dream of every kid in 1998 was that friday night and it was awesome 98 no i'm like i'm probably thinking 2005 well i, I mean ugh, i was graduating high school then um but do you remember too that at blockbuster or your local video store uh you could rent like a PlayStation or an Xbox. I don't remember this because I was so not into gaming. Uh, I don't know. There were just a couple a couple moments where I was I was able to um, convince my mom to you know partake in that treat because I was never I, I never had like the nice gaming system at my house. I'm sure anything to pull you away from Farmer Cock was <laughs> worth the price of admission. Hey, oh come on! <laughs> Talking about pure childhood memories here, and you had to bring up Farmer Cock. <laughs> Um, the farmer and the cock. The farmer and the cock. Hi ho, the dairy ho, the, the farmer and the cock. Great. <laughs> Glad we have that moment. Speaking of farmer cock, <laughs> Cam, it's uh-huh. it's been a minute. What's what was your case moment of the week? Um, I'm not gonna lie. These are becoming more and more of a challenge with uh, our limited life. You know. Um, I know. <laughs> um, mine. I think you can tell me if this is too lame, and I can think of another one. But um, I think that mine would have to be just um naked nightly hot tub time um <laughs> i've been uh we have a very private backyard here and peter has been uh he works sydney hours so he has like these late nights that he's on calls and on the phone the whole time and so i've been having these like like just delightful evenings to myself where i turn on the hot tub and i just uh wander into the backyard and have like a it's pretty much an outdoor relaxing bath in under the stars That's um super gay that's 100 percent gay enough for lots of reasons okay <laughs> great tell me why <laughs> well i don't think I, I could definitely be wrong but it seems like more of a gay man thing to 
strut out naked. There's like a little bit of that built-in exhibitionism. That's like a very large generalization. That's probably not true for many, but I feel that way. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm a homo. Like you think if, if straight dudes had the opportunity, if they were, so if a straight dude was renting a house uh, and had this big private backyard, you think they'd still wear board shorts for their nightly tub? Maybe. Yeah. I feel like it's, <laughs> there's like less joy of being naked unless it was like for a woman or you wanted to, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty gay. Do you also think that maybe a straight guy would forego the nightly tub? Like they wouldn't go to the, the trouble of like heating up the hot tub and like in, in, I don't know, relaxing outside. You think that's, that's more of a, is that getting in touch with my inner femininity? It's your, it's lifestyle cam. It's been a while, but yeah, it's a, it's a thing okay. I don't think straight guys necessarily do. It also, we're on, we're on a nostalgia theme this morning because naked night swimming is such a, like a youthful thing. It's such <gasps> a it is joy. One of the bigger rule breaky things that I did because you know <gasps> me and following rules. I do. Uh, hopping fences into strangers pools and skinny dipping in their pools with friends yeah like quietly slipping into pools that's like risky shit can you imagine like getting arrested as a 21 year old for trespassing naked in someone's pool hate to be this guy and by hate to be this guy we all know i love to be this guy if that was a group of black kids instead of a group of white kids cops would 100 percent have been called i bet we were caught often i bet people saw us and were like oh kids and just figured it'd be easier to let us just get out and go you know you think yeah, I mean, because no one is as subtle in that situation. Because, first of all, if you're doing that at 21 or older, you're definitely not sober. So no one is as subtle as I think they're being splashing around in someone's pool. Mm-mm. I do remember one time when we were working in Virginia that we all got hammered and, like, walked on the beach until we found a hotel that uh, had a pool gate that was unlocked. And we just, like, hung out in their pool in the evening. <laughs> that night, I don't remember anything until we all went down to the beach Um our friend Donnie did like a bunch of back handsprings. Oh, I think he no. did like seven back handsprings. And I was like, I'll one up you. Oh. And so I did eight somersaults. <laughs> but I stood like up from the rolls. eight somersaults. Yeah, for forward <laughs> rolls, just like down the beach. I stood up from those somersaults and I was like, sober for some reason (laughs) it like sobered me up it must have been like adrenaline or something like some sort of physical exertion like put me over into the oh i can remember things again so i have like a very clear memory of like standing up and dusting off and being like oh hey guys (laughs) i remember that very specifically with a bunch of people like that were upstanding like rule followers you know but yeah whatever i mean that makes sense kids will feel like they can do whatever they want when they're constantly getting away with shit <laughs> which reminds me of a story from high school oh can't wait i was at a house party the cops come and i'm like not with the rest of the group down in the garage i'm upstairs with a couple guys and i don't know where they <laughs> went by <laughs> getting tagged <team. laughs> yeah i'm upstairs pterodactyling and um <laughs> and we realize the cops are here and i notice i look out the window and i was like i could maybe get get out of here i could maybe like shimmy down a la rizzo and grease and uh <laughs> Gay, gay, <laughs> grand jeté. I am halfway out the window, like just, just like my body, just my body, my tiny body, <laughs> <laughs> just my tiny skinny body, just uh, hanging was, out the just window. a little bit. Um, so, like my torso is out, and I see, I see a cop down on on the lawn below, and he's like, "Hey, what are you trying to do?" And I think I just started like whistling, like nothing had happened, and went back in, <laughs> just draping my tiny body out the window for a second, <laughs> officer. And uh, the cop sees the shadow there and was like, "Who's that?" And I ran, and I like snuck into the group in the garage, like I was there the whole time. And he was like, "One of you little shits tried to jump the window," and I was like. <laughs> That's really funny. And I'm pretty sure he like pointed to a friend of mine who looked kind of like me and was like, it was you. And I, I think I just let him take it. I was like, mm, yeah, that guy, that, that asshole. <laughs> I, but no repercussions. No, not from the police or from the guy that'll let take the blame. Which honestly, I don't feel too bad for because this same guy once told me that he was getting a blowjob from a woman or, you know, a young, someone his age. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> was this in high school? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you didn't want to say getting a blowjob from a young girl. No. It was... <laughs> I saw it. I saw it go through your mind like, oh, I can't say those words. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to tell sexual stories about being in high school without like, it's hard, um, like what, what words don't sound too creepy. Uh, uh, young woman. Young woman. Anyway, <laughs> they uh, just about wrap up and he comes on the carpet and she, uh, yeah, she goes. On the carpet? Why were they? Oh, I don't know, man. Just all over the shag. She goes. Aren't you going to clean this up? And he goes, you did it. Oh, <laughs> <gasps> monster. Monster. This, this is why no one should have sex with a high school boy. 
Oh, they are just disgusting, underdeveloped humans. Semen monsters. Oh, semen monsters. That's so gross. Anyway, going back, the point is we got away with our underage drinking, and that is privilege. I know. this. We should have a white privilege theme because I, I can name a number of times where I was I was always the youngest one at the party. I loved hanging out with older kids. I was like so – I think it was because I so badly wanted out of my circumstance in high school. And so I surrounded myself with older people that had like their first shitty apartment or were living in dorm rooms. And I was like, ah, I can, I can see the escape, you know? So I was just like always hanging out with those people. My entire junior and senior year of high school, I was going up to um, Ball State where I went to college. Uh, I was driving, lying to my parents about where I was, driving an hour up to Muncie, Indiana, and like going to college parties like a fucking idiot. And there were so many times when I was the youngest person at the party and cops would come. And someone gave me advice early on to just not hand over my driver's license, just say that I I didn't have it on me because they can't search you unless they have, a I don't know, warrant or something. And so I'd always be like, I don't have my ID. And then I just would lie about my birthday, and uh, it always just was fine. There were like there were a couple times where they were like pour out all this liquor and then just left. Well, if you ever find yourself uh, drunk in front of cops again, you can just pull out your little somersault sober trick. <laughs> it's a party trick, uh, not to be repeated ever again. It's a party trick from my youth. In keeping with the theme, let's see some party tricks from your youth, shall we? More just like tricks from my youth. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what tricks you turned in your youth. <laughs> Night swimming. Serves a quiet night. I'm not sure all these people understand. Fear of getting caught. Um, October 23rd of 2014, that's where we are. Um, remind us what's going on. Just got in the ship, um, had a very fleeting romance question mark with uh, Jockstrap, and now I am engaging. With a guy that we've been calling Spider-Man. Engaging, as you say. Also, I got a text this morning from a friend who recognized herself in one of the stories. <laughs> and she was like... Oh, really? Yeah. She was she was happy to hear it. She thought it was fun. And uh, she was like, I can't for the life of me figure out who Spider-Man is. <laughs> did you tell her? I, I did. And when I described him, she was like, I still don't remember him. And she like had many a day with this gentleman. So I was like, wow, he's <laughs> unremarkable, I suppose. Did not make an impression. <laughs> Um, well, on October 23rd, you have an overnight in Quebec City. It's cold and rainy. Long walk to city. Drinks at pub with the Vegas couple. Watched sun and packed to move. Oh, it was an aerial show. Um, four of the dancers also did like aerial stuff. They were cast because they could dance and do aerial and like acrobatics and whatever. So sun. That's was, really impressive. I was, can't imagine doing that on a fucking ship. I Jesus. Know. It got canceled a lot because anytime the ship is moving even a little bit, it's super fucking dangerous. Um, yeah, it was super cool. Though. They did like bungees from the ceiling. Like they literally bungee jumped um, four of them and like in sync and did tricks. And, but the sun one was, uh, I think the song was don't let the sun go down on me. And it was just like someone in the center of a giant sun apparatus doing fun death defying stunts. That's very cool. Um, it's very Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. And also we're in Canada at the moment. So Cirque du Soleil. A? <laughs> Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> the one I just did was Fonzie. Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> wow. That is a whole mess of A's. Uh, Michael? <laughs> I, I glance up at our video chat and mike is just whipping his hair back and forth he you like having long hair way too much you might have to cut it <laughs> do you need help i know you'd love to shave my head wouldn't you oh my god it'd be great content mm, do it for the gram i don't think it's long enough for locks of love but we can see if someone wants to make merkins out of it <laughs> um the beard i shaved yesterday is now my new merkin so i am skilled <laughs> in the craftsmanship I'm just imagining you with like a glue stick making a little like having a craft hour making a merkin. Um, we drew a little mustache on Michaela for our video last week of butter on a pop tart, and uh, Kick suggested that instead I glue some of my former beard hair onto Michaela. <laughs> oh, I bet she loved that. <laughs> October twenty fourth, embark day, changed cabins. Um, in the in the official room now, out of the guest cabin. <laughs> Pretty dirty and a little frustrating to move in, but I'm happy now that it's done. Oh yeah, infuriating. They, it, the old cast moves out that day, and it's their job to clean the cabin for the next cast. Like no cleaner comes in, unlike my last ship, which seems like unsanitary because nobody gives a fuck on their way out. They're like, they talk. Of course not. It was, 
it was gross. Like I found like a dirty sock under the bed. It was just like a th- an inch layer of dust. So much so that I was like, how did anyone actually live here? This is like currently not habitable. That's so gross. Ew. I'm. It's like moving into someone's dorm room that they haven't like scrubbed off. And also like they're like sweat and sex juices are still in the mattresses it's all very gross no thank you mm-hmm. um so you said it was frustrating to move in but i'm happy now that it's done bags can't fit under the bed though where did you put your bags in this tiny room wow i was just thinking about that um there was like a little gap between the bathroom and the bunk beds and i'm pretty sure i put them in there and like tried to make it look like part of the wall <laughs> okay <laughs> just ignore that ignore that <laughs> oh i also put one there was like um, behind our dressing room was like the very front of the ship, like the like storage where like the point of the ship is. You could go there from the inside from our dressing room. And I put oh, okay. one of my bags in there, um, which was a mistake because it got taken because someone thought it was like a bomb or a suspicious item. So it was removed and I never saw that oh, bag no. again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, okay. So. You moved into your dirty room. You shoved your bags in a, uh, in corners. Um, you went into Quebec with uh, Tallahassee and the Vegas couple, and then you had a croak at Cafe. Love a croak, croak. Madame. Croak used to be my like go to. I think maybe I talked about this when we were in when we were in France together. You and me and the journal. Um, <laughs> I want to go to Europe with you. Oh, that'd be really fun. I want to go to Europe again. Ever calm down. You will. I was talking about this last night. It's like where we were kind of daydreaming about where we'd travel to, and it's hard because I have seen so much of Europe and I'm dying to go back, but also there's so, so much of the world I haven't seen. So like, uh-huh. I feel like it can't be at the top of my travel priority because there's so much I haven't seen. Um, I mean, there are, it could be different locations within Europe could be the top of your travel priority that whatever your, your priorities are up to you. Don't let other people tell you, you have to see new continents. What if those other people are the ones inside my head? <laughs> you need to tell them to shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> um, I just really want to go to like, um, Southeast Asia. I want to do Cambodia and Thailand and Bali and Vietnam. Um, lots of places. I haven't been to Australia yeah. at all. I guess Peter's gone enough for me this, in this last month. <laughs> <laughs> we have discussed the fact that uh, if we can figure out a time for you to come to Australia to visit us, we will do a Southeast Asia trip together. I will happily do that. It will happen. I just don't know when that's going to be. Mm. Um, on the 25th of October, you installed Invitation to Dance, finally. Uh, you went to the gym for a leg day with B2. Mm-hmm. Oh, you hung out with Spider-Man, didn't go into Quebec, um, you had dinner with Spider-Man, and then watched movies and started to kiss. Oh, watched movies and started to kiss. Um, on the 26th, you had two runs of Invitation to Dance, very tired from early day with Drill, but s- oh, you slept at Spider-Man's for a few hours. Oh. Did he have his own room? <laughs> no, he certainly did not. I love that you've like kissed, but you haven't like had i don't know a sleepover or anything but you're just sleeping in his room also it's been like a day or two that's crazy the relationships on cruise ships are sped up by like a hundred times lesbianic yeah Yeah. (laughs) um he had a roommate um he had several roommates and it was always like an several roommates where the fuck was he living no no no, several like different roommates Um, oh (laughs) i was imagining just a big open bunk room like a like on a pirate ship with hammocks hanging off the walls Mm, similar yes no he uh i remember one of them was like pretty homophobic so he had to get a new roommate Um, then the next guy was like an eastern european drummer who didn't speak much english and let me tell you i had way too many interactions with them at inappropriate times oh are we gonna hear more about that sure will oh great i can't wait um okay so that reminded me um talking about living in a dorm with a roommate and um also about click cleaners i promise this all comes together so you know how i said my friend josh in college had a click cleaner um he you also know how um in young gay relationships pretty much everyone tries to at least date or fool around uh before they realize that they should just be friends uh that's like a a trope within young gay relationships uh i did not with my college roommate which is a miracle well, this guy wasn't my roommate. He was just my buddy. Um, he was like, we, we became like really good friends. And then there's, you know, there's drinking, there's sleepovers, whatever. We decided we would try to date. It seemed like it made sense on paper. Uh, it happened for like maybe a week. And then I remember, actually, it was uh, shockingly mature for how I was as a college freshman because I was a mess. Um, but I remember sitting him down and being like, listen, I love being your friend. And I feel like this is going to fuck everything up. Can we just do the friend thing? And he was like, absolutely. So, and then we just went straight back to being best buddies and it was so easy. That's like very uh, contradictory to, to other college cam. Like you did not have that 
emotional maturity in relationships. I did not, but like, I just like really wanted to be his friend. He was like, we were like quickly best friends. He is ironically one that two years later, um, completely cut me out of his life because of a messy love triangle and has not talked to me, has not spoken to me since. Oh yes, but- this guy. Oh, because you hooked up then with his, um, with a guy he really, really liked, right? Yep. Got it. Exactly. Um, so anyway, this guy had a really homophobic roommate, I remember, um, but like uh, one that I wasn't scared of. I just was like, we are just going to roll our eyes at this guy because he's just like small minded and annoying. But Josh had this room. Did you ever have friends in college that like I had no friends in college, by- no. <laughs> that were able-bodied people but they were put in like a uh like a disabled dorm room because uh, do you know what i mean my sister um and oh really yeah she uh she had a dog roommate that like a dog roommate <laughs> yeah it was a, a service dog for uh her other roommate. oh gotcha so he was like their <laughs> okay. fourth roommate um and she she always like i guess he was he was a good dog he was he was a good boy but he <laughs> Like, would stare at her at inappropriate times. She'd be, like, showering her naked, and he was just, like, there looking at her or something. I don't know. I remember her having trouble with this dog. <laughs> he was a good boy. Um, so we had we had more, like, ADA rooms than we had uh, people with disabilities. And so um, it was, like, considered really lucky if you got one of these rooms because they were always on a ground floor, so you didn't have to take the stairs, and they were always much bigger, um, and they always had ensuite bathrooms. And mm-hmm. so it was, like, you know, luck of the draw if you got one of these rooms. Um, I had a couple friends that had them and, and my friend Josh was one. So we had this massive, massive room with all kinds of like room for him and his roommate. And he had this weird, like, um, hermit gamer roommate who Ugh. like built up his entire side of the room with so like cliche. dark blankets and like so cliche. But I remember one time I spent the night at Josh's and that like one week that we tried to date and I woke up and I was, uh, I think I was little spoon. Josh was like spooning me in his extra long twin bed. Um, and I, extra I woke long up just, twins. So college yeah. too. <laughs> I like cracked my eyes open and I look over and his roommate is just from the far corner of the room, just staring, just uncomfortable Uh. staring no blinking um and and now that i'm telling the story this guy was kind of homophobic but i think that josh hadn't come out to him and so he came home that night and found a boy in his (laughs) bed and just had no social cue like no social ability to like not stare i was like okay i don't think we're gonna spend the night at your dorm (laughs) um almost the exact same thing happened to me it was a very similar like gamer roommate i was hooking up with some guy um that my roommate at the time called big bird so he was tall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he was tall. Okay. Um, we are like naked in his bed. His roommate comes in and we like scramble to get the blanket over us thinking that like the roommate would see we're there and be like, oh, sorry, uh, I'll be back in five or something. He looks at us, but like just sort of in passing and goes and sits on his desk and starts to do some work and makes no comment whatsoever. And I'm like, my clothes are not near me. Um, I There's... <laughs> no way to get out of the situation i don't I, I feel like i got awkwardly dressed behind his gamer roommate and left and they were like why do kids they just when do we gain the sense of um social propriety propriety well there's it's like improprietous on both sides because there is there's <laughs> you fair. guys you guys didn't warn him in any way that in this shared space you guys were going to be porking and then he wandered in and didn't think to be like i'm going to give you five minutes to like, i'm going to leave for five minutes he's like i'm just going to sit down and pretend like this isn't happening it's it's everyone is <laughs> too true. awkward dorms are this awful social experiment of people that grew up in their parents houses and figuring out how other people live uh it is so bizarre very weird i have one more quick story about awful college sex um spring break of my junior year I went up to Ball State to hang out with my college boyfriend, and I convinced my parents that I was going on, like, an extended college visit. Cannot believe that they let me do that, but I went up there for, like, most of the week, and I stayed in his dorm room with him. He was a freshman at the time. I stayed in his dorm, and he had a roommate who was also gay, but was really, really socially awkward, and they, like, didn't ever speak. It was just, like, a a weird... Like, he wasn't homophobic, obviously, but it was just, like, a, a really weird roommate. And so I remember one night... We went out drinking, me and this kid. I mean, obviously, neither of us were of age, but we went out drinking with his friends and ended up back in the dorm room a little bit drunk. And his friend or his roommate was so this guy that I was dating, he had like a low twin, and his roommate had lofted his bed. So 
his roommate was asleep in his lofted bed and me and this guy climb into bed together and we're drunk and horny and we start hooking up. But he, it was like so quiet. Like he was so adamant that we didn't wake up as his roommate. It's hard to have very, very quiet sex. It is hard. And you know what else is hard? When the guy that you're hooking up with doesn't want you to get out of bed to clean up because, uh, because it might wake up the roommate. So he's like, I'll wash I'll wash the sheets tomorrow. Rolls over <gasps> and just goes to sleep. No. And we had like had sex, but we had like gotten off. And I'm like, I need a towel or something. This is so gross. Use like a corner of the sheet no. that I then like rolled up and folded <laughs> under us and like just like rolled over. I was like, this is so awful. I can only imagine that he woke up with like the sheet completely glued to his stomach <laughs> and he just like ripped it off Superman. like a fucking wax strip. Reverse Superman. <laughs> Like, can you, I was younger than him and I knew much better than that. I'm no, like, this that's is not, absolutely this foul. Is not okay. That's something I complain about so in foul. every single movie. Whenever someone has sex and they turn over and go to sleep, I'm like, absolutely not. That is never how you can't do that. And so uh-uh. for that exact reason, that's disgusting. Did you sleep well? Uh, I'm sure I did not. <laughs> it just is all so bumbly and gross and awful. And this is why young guys rooms smell. Because they just, like, let <laughs> semen sit crusting. Oh, gross. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Foul. Young men are disgusting. Let's get back to the journal. So on October 26th, um, oh, yeah, this is, you uh, You slept at Spider-Man's for a few hours uh, for no good reason, apparently. You were also in a city that I can't pronounce in Quebec, and you couldn't get off the ship. Give me, a, give me your best attempt at pronouncing it. Saguenay. Saguenay? Sure. I don't know. All those like northeastern Canadian cities are <laughs> they're tough. Well, I can guarantee you we'll hear from our Canadian friends. Uh they'll tell us how to say it. So uh I won't probably correct it next week, but <laughs> rest assured I, I will have figured out how to say it by the time you hear this. <laughs> um on the twenty eighth, you opened invitation to dance. The first was okay and the second was great. So happy. Great. Oh. What? Chat with Spider-Man about lying and how I hate it. Huh? As opposed to lying and how I love it. <laughs> Do you remember? Um, I don't remember, but it just makes me sound like a pretentious asshole. Um, I hope okay. there was some instigation. Maybe he, like... Lied to you? Maybe he, like, lied about stupid things. I feel like maybe he made up stories that he thought were fun. I don't know. I don't know why oh. the fuck I would write that or why I would say that to him out of nowhere. I hate oh. lying. <laughs> I'm sure something instigated it, but uh, we we will never know because you don't remember. <laughs> but I will say this is the my first hints at something off with him. I remember this did not work out, and I can't remember exactly why, but I know it's something to do with this. Okay. Well, if you're already talking to him about how much you hate lying, I feel like there's probably a reason. Right. So we've been uh, dating for like three days now. Yeah, well, dating. You started kissing, and you took a nap in his room. He's shooting his webs all over me. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, there is some. There's some Spider-Man double entendre we could get into here, isn't there? On October 29th, uh, we're inching on Halloween, so I can't wait to see what you do on this ship for Halloween. Last time you, uh, if I if memory serves me correctly, last Halloween you were on a ship. You won a costume contest by being a <laughs> offensive version of a French female cruise director. One costume prize for my version of Meth Mouth. Do you black out some teeth? Uh huh. <laughs> oh my god, you dick. <laughs> uh, bingo? <laughs> she was in charge of bingo, so I was holding a bingo card around. <laughs> something like that. And, uh, and Activities agent? Yeah, something. Activities agent, yeah. <laughs> Double 069. 069, dinner for two. 069. <laughs> That's a deep bingo reference for those of us <laughs> that have done too many bingos. I used to work drag bingo at <gasps> I didn't know this. Yeah, at hamburger. Nancy's. What do we call it? <laughs> at hamburger Nancy's, <laughs> the <laughs> the gay hamburger joint where I used to work in Chicago. Um, and every I think Monday and Wednesday we had charity bingo. Maybe Tuesday and Thursday. It does not fucking matter. <laughs> um, two nights a week we had ch- drag charity bingo, and these happened to be nights that I worked often. I think at least one night, uh, once every week I worked drag bingo, and so I was a server for this. Um, and the drag queens, we had two of them that would run drag bingo and they had the same fucking jokes every single week. It's like B14, 
if you want to date R. Kelly, you have to be 14. Oh. And it's like every week, and I would just groan. I'm like, oh, no, no more B14. B9. The cyst on your testicle is B9. <laughs> um, There was a benign joke. I promise there was a benign joke. I don't doubt it at all. Um, Let's actually read the journal entry. A. I said that because you're still in Canada. Appropriate. Um, so, October 29th, you're in Halifax, and you couldn't get off. The ship, I guess. Or maybe just, like, the dreary weather made it really hard for me to wank. Wank. So British of you. Um, I made my name something with the word wank on um, a game of Jackbox, and it blanked out wank. Isn't that crazy? I tried. So, uh, I'm playing this game on Xbox right now um, called Red Dead Redemption 2, and you have a, a horse. Butch. Yeah, so butch. I need to get you a butch theme. <laughs> Every time I go to Home Depot or play Xbox. <laughs> or name tools. So you have a horse in this game and uh, you're supposed to give your horse a name. And so I tried to name it and I tried to give it a stupid dirty name like 14 times. And every time it said uh, this name contains profanity or... Ah. Um, profanity or inappropriate words and you, you you can't like who why won't you let me name my horse like shitbox or something <laughs> shitbox it sounds like they wanted you to ride through the desert on a horse with no name uh, <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> so pleased with himself so pleased so october 29th you're you're in halifax you can't get off the ship ab fab blocking easy day boring show um oh reading harry potter oh, i love fun. that so much ah uh, you got a Manhattan and sushi in Viking Crown. That's such a Mike entry. That is classic. That is the most quintessential me. Quintessential you would be like carving pumpkins and drinking wine and watching Hocus Pocus because it's October 29th. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. You watched Paranormal Activity with the twos and Spider-Man. And that is because it's almost Halloween. You're watching horror movies. The the person who texted me earlier to say she realized it was her in a story was one of the twos. And this was in okay. her room. We were on her bed spider-man and i and yet still she can't remember this man (laughs) (laughs) maybe this will help jog her memory you watched paranormal activity with him why i just glanced ahead on the 31st you still couldn't get off the boat why can't you get off the boat ever it could be drills or we have rehearsal or bad sea or like an emergency in the port i don't know any given reason which is so disappointing when like obviously it's it's great that we have these opportunities to see places, but it's such a heightened disappointment when you can't get off and you're so close. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> that is a heightened disappointment. Been there, baby. <laughs> On October 30th, Sea Day, got paid. Woohoo! Happy birthday, Mom. It's uh, Mom's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Rose. Your son got paid. Anyway. First run on mic of AbFab. The new director said I sounded good. Also, to be clear, uh, people may not care, but last episode we said um, we just like kind of randomly brought up this new director. They, for some reason, switched. That guy that was trying to teach me how to flirt in rehearsals is no longer there. And now there's a new director on the ship who I knew from a past contract. Do they get like choppered off the boat or do they, no, they get off at a port? Yeah, you go to a port. <laughs> I like to imagine that anyone that needs to come on and off a ship, it's all done via helicopter. Only if there's a heart attack. But also guests think that. People literally think that we sleep like on land that the that the crew doesn't live there because the cabins are not like the crew areas are so cut off from guest areas people have actually asked uh-huh. whether or not the entire crew is helicoptered off nightly i'm like you just use your little noggin I'm like <laughs> <laughs> that is so disparaging use your little brain just, just think <laughs> about mom, it just a little tiny bit <laughs> my mom used to say that she'd be like use your noggin <laughs> <laughs> That's a very mom thing to say. It's not a very adult saying to another adult adult thing. <laughs> Use your little noggin, sir. Um, okay, so October 31st, you were in Saint-Pierre, but you could not get out and about. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, it was Halloween, obviously. Bad mood after rehearsal. Sorry. Got ready for Halloween. Um, Spider-Man gave me a Harry Potter costume, and I had fun with it. Oh, yeah. I could not remember what I was. I was like, I don't remember this Halloween at all. Yeah. So is this because he was in entertainment? He had costumes at his disposal? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he was on the activity staff and they had to, there was always random events and dress up things. So I think he had a plethora of stuff. And okay. on Halloween, he was Spider-Man. So that is the answer. Uh, to... Okay. <laughs> uh, was it like, a, was it skin tight? Yeah. Oh, was it a nice body? Uh, yeah. It was like 
a very good body, not like a ridiculous one, but like quite nice. Um, Looks good in spandex kind of body. Oh, yeah. Um, Got a body, daddy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I remember being strangely, um, he would do like embarrassing things. He was like such a showboat, like a very, a huge attention whore. And, Uh um, you know, I can't compete with that. I prefer to do that on my own. And, but I do remember watching him like lead a giant, like flash mob of whatever in his little Spider-Man outfit and expecting to be very embarrassed. But I was like, this is actually kind of hot. He like looked really good doing it and was like, I don't know, in charge and in spandex. And like, I don't know. I was ready to jump him. In charge and in spandex. (laughs) There's your episode title. (laughs) In charge and in spandex. Delicious. All right. That's got to be it for this week. Uh, Before we go, Mike, do we hear from any uh, listeners this week? We actually just got a message from one of our regular listeners, and it could not be more perfect. It says, hey, boys. Saint-Pierre Michelon, he did not include pronunciation, so that's the best we're going to get, <laughs> is actually... Wait, is this the same... This, did we mention that place twice? We must have mentioned it last week, huh? Yeah, we couldn't... The M-I-Q-U-E-L-O-N, we couldn't We couldn't nail. Okay. Um, and we still can't, but we know new facts. This is a Canadian listener of ours, and he said, it's actually a French colony, not Canada. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I knew we'd get some trolling about it. <laughs> well, see, we have Canadian listeners. They're very uh, vocal about things that we get wrong about their country, which are more often than not given your current cruise contract. I, I mean, you're the one reading it, so... Okay. <laughs> Fuck yourself. You, you've been to these I places have. and you still don't know. I how. will shortly after this. <laughs> I'd like to go on record as a saying you've been to these places and you still don't know how to pronounce them, you dick. I don't. You can still say fucking Chivitavecchia, but you can't say Saint-Pierre. <laughs> I'm selectively ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say that at your funeral. <laughs> Keeping an iPhone note about things to mention at your eulogy. <laughs> I love that you expect I'm dying first and you're giving the eulogy. Who else is giving your <laughs> eulogy? I'll fight him. I'll fight him. Thank you for that correction. We are probably going to need many more because I make no promises about the factuality of the statements I make about Canada from here on out. I can almost guarantee that we will have more misnomers about that beautiful country. So sorry. (laughs) Not sorry. Okay. So before we go, folks, if you want to find more of my best friend's journal, you can go ahead and check us out at our website, mybestfriendsjournal.com. You can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at mbfjpodcast. And as always, if you like what you hear give us a rating a review and please share us with a friend that about does it for today so mikey until next time always remember if you come clean it up yeah whether it's on some young lady's carpet or (laughs) your dorm room sheets Did you ever watch Titanic while on the boat? Did that freak you out? Would that freak you out? Would you it, watch it? It's kind of like watching a oh, movie so many, where a plane you, goes down while you're on a plane. You took Coke. <laughs>